Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Retire Simply Podcast. I'm Scott Winstead. And I'm Angela. And we're back this week bringing you all things retirement related. We're going to continue our discussion today about annuities. Yes, this is going to be our third discussion this month on them. That's right. And then we're going to bust a couple more myths. Yes, we Right, are. myths number five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, last week we talked quite a bit about um, using annuities as an asset class, mm-hmm. you know, a bond alternative or a fixed income solution as a really good way to use annuities. Um, one of the things I think we spend a ton of time doing in our our uh, business, Angela, is helping people plan and plan um, not so much about all of their income and 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 focusing just on that. I think we spend a lot of time focusing on taxes, right? Yes, because when you have income, you usually have taxation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I would say a good portion of our time and our planning is spent on helping people save money in taxes, especially based on the way that they've saved their money and type of their, you know, 401k or their IRA or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've talked even last month a lot about taxes and, you know, the bulk of folks have saved in what we call those pre-tax accounts, right? So they're not paying taxes until they, uh, take, until the they take the money out, but it's at the highest taxable rate, which is ordinary income, mm-hmm. which you know, I know, and I know you out there listening believe taxes are only going to get higher and they will. And so one of the things that I really have noticed is there seems to be some confusion around different types of financial tools mm-hmm. and the taxation of those tools. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I, I think so. Keep talking. So you'll you'll remember this this gal, sweet lady, um came in a couple weeks ago and we were visiting with her and I we started helping her and talking to her about um you know safe money and making sure she had plenty of safe mm-hmm. money and, and all of that. And uh we start talking about annuities. And how those could be a good tool for. And she said, well, she said, all my money is in my retirement accounts. From what I understand, I can't have an annuity. Right. And I, it kind of you know, threw guard. me off yeah, a little yeah. bit. I, I said, well, what do you mean you can't have an annuity? And she said, well, annuities are just really for money that is outside of retirement accounts, right? And I really am grateful that she brought that up because I think that's probably... Uh, a, a you know, a point of confusion for mm-hmm. a lot of folks. So we wanted you to bet. chat today just very quickly about that. So here's the deal. When you think in terms of your retirement and your money and your accounts, I want you and we want you to think of it in multiple layers, kind of back to that onion, right? So here's what I mean. You've got different tools out there. What What would a tool be? It would be a stock, a bond, a mutual fund, an index fund, an annuity, life insurance, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. CDs. Medicare supplements. Right. So those are tools. So that's one layer of the onion. Hey, I can have a tool. Think in terms of your accounts and the the taxes of that account or the tax rules of that account, right? Hey, if it's an IRA, 401k, 403b, you pay all the tax on that money when it comes out. Mm -hmm. If it's a Roth IRA, Roth 401k, you pay no taxes when the money comes out. If it's an individual account, a managed account, you pay some of the taxes as you go along. So think about those accounts as 
a bucket, right? So, so, and when I say those accounts, what I mean is the way it's taxed. So I've got my tax-free bucket. Mm-hmm. That would be like a Roth. That's right. Or I've got my 100% taxable bucket, my like, IRA. My four, or my 401k. My 401k. Yeah. And I've got my sometimes, sometimes tax bucket. They would call that my managed account or my individual account or my savings account or my bank account, right? So think of those as a bucket. And then think of the tools, you know, the stocks, the bonds, the annuities, the mutual fund. Think of those as the tools that you can actually put into your bucket to be able to achieve or build whatever you want to build. So here's what I mean. If I've got an IRA bucket, the taxable nature of that bucket is the same whether I hold a stock or a bond Mm -hmm. or a mutual fund or an annuity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I have a Roth account, the tax-free nature of that account is the same whether I hold a stock, a bond, a mutual fund, or an annuity. So the tools aren't what's changing the taxation. It's the type of account you're holding those tools in that changes it. So to be said another way, if we have an annuity, because that's what we're talking about this month, yep. and I take a guaranteed paycheck for the rest of my life, okay, and I bought that annuity with my IRA, okay, every year that money comes out of that thing, mm-hmm. whether it's my money or the insurance company's money, mm-hmm. what do I owe on that? Taxes. How much tax? Ordinary income rate on the whole thing. On the whole thing. Yep. Regardless. Okay. If I held that exact same annuity in a Roth IRA Mm -hmm. and every year that that money came out back to me, even the insurance company's money, what do I owe on that? Zero. Zero taxes. No taxes. When my family inherits that, they pay. No taxes. When they inherit the IRA, they pay all the taxes. Okay. So I hope we, you can start to see where we're going with this, right? There's, there is a, a distinction between the taxation of a tool and the tool itself, the type of an account the tool is held in versus the tool itself. So it's not that an annuity is always 100% taxable or it can't be held in a tax-free account. It can be held in any account just like a stock or just like a bond. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks don't realize that. You know, in the beginning, when I was trying to understand all of this stuff, it helped me to realize like my money, if I have an IRA, that's my money. And then I put a wrapper on it. I might wrap it in an annuity, but the money still behaves the same as far as my taxation. Hey there. So listen, you know, Angela and I love being local DFW retirement professionals, and we help so many families in the area. You know, there's a lot of ways that we can help you with your retirement. We can perform a stress test on your current investments. Basically, what that lets you know is how aggressive or conservative or how risky you're wanting to be versus what you actually are doing. We can also schedule a one-on-one consultation with one of us if you just have a one-off question that you'd love to ask us. And you're always welcome to come to one of our live financial workshops, our live events. So go to compassretirement.com and just click on schedule a visit to choose what you need from us. If you're looking for a firm, that will bend over backwards to help you, you've come to the right spot. So if I have a Roth account, you know, we all know that we don't owe taxes on that. Well, if I put it in an annuity, if I wrap it with an annuity, the taxation is still the same. So you can put that annuity wrapper, if you will, 
on pre-tax 401k money or Roth IRA money or even money from the bank, like non-qualified money. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And you got to you have to know what you're doing, right? Because, you know, for instance, if you take after tax money, like an managed account money and you throw it into an annuity, mm -hmm. you change the, the tax rate you pay on that. Yep. It goes from a capital gains typically in your managed account to ordinary income in your annuity, but then it becomes tax deferred. So listen, that's out and of the scope. And there might be reasons to do that. You just have to know what you're doing. That's right. And it's out of the scope of what we're, we're talking about today, but you need to also be aware of it. You know, when you start thinking about, you know, where, when you're going to get a certain tool and all of that. And a lot of times, you know, we get caught up in, well, how much can I make or what does this do for me or, or you know, uh, uh, how much income can I draw? But don't forget the IRS because that plays a huge, huge role in how much money you have left to spend. Yeah, for a lot of people, that's their primary partner in their retirement is the IRS. Exactly. So we, we got to figure that out. So if you have questions on that, don't hesitate to give us a call. We'd we'll love to chat with you about it. Number's 817-328-6152. Now, without any further ado, let's bust a couple more myths. I love busting these things up. Let's bust them up. Uh, a couple ones I jotted down this week that I wanted to share is, oh man, if I've heard this one once, I've heard it, golly, a ton of times. I wish I had a Bitcoin for every time I heard this. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, here's myth number five. The insurance company keeps any money that's in my annuity when I die and it doesn't go to my family. I have heard this I don't know how many times. Here's what I want most folks to understand. Over 90% of annuities don't get annuitized. And what I mean by yeah. that is you put your money in there and over 90% of, of folks never turn on that inc that lifetime income switch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some options when you turn on that lifetime income switch that if you die, the insurance company will keep your money. Yeah, there are. But over 90% of the time, it doesn't even get turned on. And when it gets turned on, lot, lots of times, most often the insurance company doesn't keep your money. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that is a huge, huge myth. For it instance, is. if I have money in an IRA, which we just talked about, and I purchase an annuity inside of that IRA, there is going to be a beneficiary on my IRA annuity. Yeah. And that's who the money goes to when I pass away. The insurance company does not keep your money unless you want them to keep unless your you, money unless you select it so when just so you know when we're writing annuity contracts there are lots of options and that is one of the options is that when you pass away to let the insurance company keep your money but that's like a high stake gamble i've never selected that option have you honey no no so we don't use that um it is it is an option but it's very rarely used. That, that's a very well said. And just remember, an annuity is a contract between you and an insurance company. And we get to decide how the contract's mm -hmm. written. Mm -hmm. So if that's a concern for you, like, well, they keep all my money, you don't have to write the contract that way. So I wanted to, and we wanted to address that right up front because yep. we hear it all the time. Yeah. All right. Annuity myth number six that I hear, terms of income, 
well, I'm going to just recreate my income, you know, with other ways, right? Like, you know, there's better ways to recreate income. And I say, oh, really? Would you mind sharing those with me? So what you're saying is there was a better way to recreate income. Here are the two things that I hear all the time when Most people want to recreate their income. Yeah. Number one, I have rental properties. My income's always going to be there. Well, let's talk about that for a second. We have a ton of clients that have rental properties. We have clients that have any anywhere from one rental property up to, um, I won't say hundreds, but pretty darn I close. Think, yeah, 60. Yeah, yeah, pretty darn close. 69. And rental income is a great way to generate income in retirement. Mm -hmm. The issue of that is a couple of things. Number one, you got to have somebody in there to rent it, right? Absolutely. Doesn't always happen. No, no. got to have renters. It's been my experience that most people that have rentals like to do the work themselves or they do the work themselves. And so there may come a time in your retirement where you're not feeling like you want to or physically you just can't do that. And a lot of times at that point, a lot of people want to start to exit their real estate. Mm -hmm. They want to start mm -hmm. to sell it off. Mm -hmm. So the predictability of rental income is is not probably the best way to always just generate income. Second way that I hear people talk about they want to generate income in their retirement is using investments. Mm -hmm. And to get what we call rental income from their investments, another word for that is called a dividend. And I love dividends. I love them. Who doesn't? But look at what AT&T just did with their dividend. For Historically, AT&T was one of the highest paying dividends for a gazillion years, like back to our grandparents. Mm -hmm. And they just slashed their dividend. Dividends are not guaranteed. And when you start tying your income to things that are not guaranteed and can fluctuate like, oh, I have renters in there. No, I don't. Oh, I used to have that dividend, but now I don't. I mean, look at what happened in COVID. I don't know how many people we saw that had rental income mm -hmm. where they the weren't renters weren't working because of COVID and now the landlord's not getting paid. Yeah. So these things sound great in theory and they, they work well. 90% of the time. They can be beautiful. However, they're not always 100% reliable. Another word for that, Angela, is what? Guaranteed. guaranteed. And you know the only financial tool you can really use that has a guarantee around it is an annuity. Has an annuity. It is guaranteed to pay you based on the paying claims of the insurance company. Mm -hmm. Okay? So... When you start looking at ways of generating income that you think can be created in a better manner, I would say an annuity, if that's what you're trying to do is generate income, that's your sole focus, an annuity is going to be your best bet. Yeah. 100% of mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to get a good a good insurance carrier and one that's going to keep their promises and, and all of those things. And there's ways to make sure that that happens. But just relying on you know, unpredictable things in your income is not a good way to go through retirement, in our opinion, encompass retirement. So that's a myth we wanted to bust as well. So the insurance company does not have to keep your money. 
and an annuity we believe is the, the best, best way to yeah. generate guaranteed income in your retirement. We look forward to talking with you next week when we'll wrap up our annuity month and our uh, myths here. In the meantime, if you need anything from us, don't hesitate to holler at us. We look forward to talking with you then. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money and just as easily anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to compassretirement.com. That's compass with two S's, retirement.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to tell a friend. They're probably a lot like you and would enjoy it too. Compass Retirement is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.